This show is brought to you by Loud and Opinionated. Welcome to the Loud Sports Podcast. I'm Paul Rubidoux here with Brandon Plecker. We're repping some local schools that we love here. We got Van Buren and Ankeny. And Jake, with his forever fascination with the XFL, now dead, didn't even last Not as dead. long. Didn't even last as long as the AAF. Fox and Disney are still interested. They're, they still haven't had their auction for it yet. So I'm just saying. Also with the new mustache that we love. Too. Yeah, yeah. It's my summer tradition. The summer tradition. My dog wants to interrupt the show. As, as usual, he, he likes to... Just interrupt shows. This isn't the first one. He interrupts tinfoil occasionally, too. Right. So. Well, this is actually probably the most local talk that we're going to have since sports ended. I want to start with Iowa State has a new transfer for the basketball team. Blake Henson uh, is coming from Mississippi, the University of Mississippi. We don't say Ole Miss anymore on this podcast. Is that is that a thing, too? Are they going to stop saying that? It is general? for me. It's like some people say the, the football team from Washington, the Washington football team. Oh, instead of the instead of the name. Okay, I got you. Yeah. I was it's, confused. It's the University oh, of Mississippi. Professional. I was really yeah, confused. What's wrong with Huskies? <laughs> it's just a dog. Okay. <laughs> no, the the University of Mississippi uh, has lost Blake Henson, uh, guard to Iowa State, who was really going to be in need of some extra guard play after they're going to lose Tyrese Halliburton. Um, they have a great incoming class of four freshmen, but you still need somebody who has been able to play in those big games. He comes from the SEC. And the biggest thing to me was he kind of came out and said, I'm, I'm happy to not be playing for uh, Mississippi anymore, be representing those colors and that flag anymore. The which I think, yeah, yeah, I think that was very profound. And we'll get to another college that's kind of dealing with that um, later in between Iowa and Mississippi. We have some some other issues in Kansas I think Jake's going to bring us. But from Iowa State to Iowa, we have a little more of a – a bad issue here. Like everybody's, everybody's not looking good here. We have Akram Wadley posting um, on Facebook some screen grabs of text between him and coaches from when he was at Iowa. Um, they accuse Brian Ferentz of, I believe, like withholding meals or adding community service hours based on on-field play. Um, he also said at one point in one of the things he said, uh, "Are you going to go rob a gas station?" Jeez. Yeah. The the big one for me is that when your coach says, hey, check in on you, how you doing, and you dislike his message to you and say <laughs> that I hate being here, you know, it's it, does, it doesn't look good. Um, we'll get into a little more of the reaction to it later, mm-hmm. but it, it seems like this, this is kind of the football version of a Me Too moment where he had – there were other players with bigger names than him that – said there were some things and so this is either he's jumping onto that attention or he feels comfortable after that sharing something that he sees is a bigger deal and you know the truth's always in the middle right mm-hmm. but we have another another bad situation allegations for the Iowa football team during the Black Lives Matter Brandon you're our Hawkeye here how'd, how'd you feel reading those well I mean not a lot to really say about it I think I think it's terrible to have. It seems like it, I think it was a lot of it seemed like on Brian Ferentz, who he was really going after 
the most, a little bit at Kirk, I think, but not not as much as it seemed like Brian, which you don't want to see as as we all think he was was at least the next head coach probably at Iowa. You know, we'll see if anything changes from that. That's going to be a big topic yeah. this week. If, you know, I don't know if Kirk is retiring anytime soon, but if he is, how will Gary Barta and the rest of those guys handle this situation when more people are coming out after the Ferent- the Ferences and the whole program as a whole? Do you want to change the whole thing, or are you okay with that, I guess? It's kind of, kind of where the line is at this right, point. Right, right. And Iowa has su- – that is – I, I really doubt it's going to go that far. You know, hopefully it it doesn't because you haven't really heard a lot about Kirk yeah. during this. And the foundation of Iowa football is so much more than, than Kirk. It's fry to Kirk. You know, it's, it's, it's almost 40 years of this reputation, these two coaches that have built a program and a tradition that I, you can't, it it would it would be bad for the program as a whole, I think, to burn that and mm. say we're starting fresh. You know, yeah. kind of like we haven't seen UConn men's basketball return to even a, a, a national competitive level since they really tried to root out everything involved in their scandal, new coach, new everything. It hasn't worked for them, and so I I hope that we don't see that overreaction. Um, but I I think we're gonna see something here before the football season. I I. I agree that they're probably. You also have to look in the at the boosters uh, aspect to this because I don't think the boosters would support something as as drastic as getting rid of Kirk Ferentz and, and rebuilding everything. Now, I'm not saying that they wouldn't want to uh, have some serious changes with with every with Brian Ferentz as well. I, I think it's an. In- Big indictment on Brian Ferentz um, when you talk to your star running back like that. And uh, granted, he shouldn't talk to any player like that, but especially someone who is valued in your team as, as one of your best players. I think he, it, at the end of his career, he had he was like in the top five all-time rushing. Top yeah, he was probably one of the best running backs. He was like we number were, four. We were a very pro-Wadley <laughs> podcast for you know the Iowa he, connection. He was yeah he was like. Uh, had fourth all time for touchdowns, uh, yeah. I, I and yeah, he was from my alma mater, so I got to give him some love. He ran over Nebraska for an, a, a half last year, so that was not fun to watch. But yeah, this is getting crazy, and you're seeing it, and it's and it's reaching over everything. It's not just uh, just sports. You're, you're seeing it in. And, it, you know, not necessarily racism, but just, like, sexual harassment and everything. More and more people are speaking out against horrible things that are done to them across all spectrums. Right. Athlete A just came out on Netflix um, that I, I put on my list that I need to watch, which is about the Larry Nasser scandal for gymnastics. We have the Mississippi State football player that said, well, I'm not playing mm-hmm. until the flag is changed. Boom. We get the flag, you, you, the possibility Ch- of being changed. Chuba Hubbard saying he wasn't going to play with the Mike Gundy shirt and... You're seeing more and more of athletes taking a stand and saying, we have leverage because a coach is only as good as his players. And when, when they say, hey, we don't want to do this, and we'll touch on this a little bit more with K-State, and, and it's not just football. All sports are threatening a boycott um, if things don't get changed. And it's, it just really says a lot that he's doing it and that he's coming out and saying it. And 
Honestly, and this is just the way the news cycle works, I thought this this whole thing with Iowa was going to die down after they got rid of Doyle. But now he's just throwing more you know, onto the fire and really drawing more attention to it. And, and it's a good thing. It needs to be brought to the attention. And it makes yeah. me wonder, though, you know, I, granted, there's nothing with Kirk, but what does it say about Kirk if his son is reacting like this and acting like that? Well, it seems like it w- he was acting in a very authoritarian I what I say goes around here kind of way, which from you know that's what coaches are supposed to do to a level. So there there is a line, and sometimes the lines blurred with with how you run your program and what kind of recruits you get. Like I I always point out to um, oh shoot not Bruce Weber but the former K State basketball coach, the current South Carolina basketball coach. Martin. Thank you, Frank Martin is a scary dude. But there's a certain type of player that really reacts well to that, mm-hmm. and but there's type there's parents that would say I don't want my kid to play for Frank Martin. So it just it 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 comes down to the coach, it comes down to how you run your program, and it comes down to the kind of kids that you think you have and how you think they react to to how you coach them. So it's 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 a blurred line on both sides from the athlete and the coach, I think. But we'll get to more on that later. We have. A lot of NBA news came up this week. Their schedule came out for Orlando. It really seems like they figured it out. We're going for sure. Nothing's going to change. We have the snitch line in place. <laughs> I can't wait for that. I'm not. I'm. I'm slowly losing my confidence in this again. It because you're you're seeing more and more players test positive. So. They won't make some players. Uh, the Nets guard, I think you have it on here. Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, he's, and, not, he's not going. Right, and DeAndre Jordan both just tested positive. DeAndre said he's not going. Spencer is still undecided, I yeah. believe. I don't think he has decided if he's going to be there or not. But for the Nets, they have DeAndre Jordan now, Wilson Chandler, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and Nick Claxton will not be going to Orlando. So at what point... Like, is it even fair that they get the chance to go when they're not even going to compete? But they're the seventh seed right now. So they're basically in. And can can we give Washington the eighth spot, move the Magic to the seven, and just say the Nets are, sorry, you know, you're, no you're ineligible. They don't have half their team. Right. Who are they going to play? They don't have, well, you know, let's think about it. These are four of their five best players are not yeah. going. For sure. You know, I think Dinwiddie, when Kyrie's off the floor, Dinwiddie is the best guard they have. He's shown that over the past few years. Uh, and if he decides not to go, that's basically a really good starting five <laughs> that is all saying we're not going. You know, with uh, Irving, Jordan, Durant, and Chandler, you know. Which Irving and Durant are both hurt, so that's right. probably more of the reason why they're not there, coming. There was the question early on of, oh, does this give them the chance to rehab and come back? But then KD kind of shut that down. So yeah, I just man bet against the Nets every game. This is this is the loser squad. I feel bad for these guys that are they're they're going down there because ownership says no, we're still going down there, and they go and they get trounced and they have to stay like it to the Nets more than any other team. This is gonna feel like a prison, you know, <laughs> until they can get out of there. I wonder if they they have the option to leave once they're bounced. Probably. Right? I hope so. I would so. think so. I sure hope so. Yeah. Well, they would want as few people there as possible. Right, yeah, think. and you don't want them to possibly be there to infect someone else. Yeah, yeah that makes a lot of sense. But uh-huh. I, it still bothers me. I'm still worried. I saw NHL had a bunch of players that tested positive, and, but they, uh, it is smart that they were able to have them report so early. So if it does happen that you get it, you still have enough time to you're within that two-week gap to get healthier and get back to the game and you know get back to playing but 
It is a little bit worrisome, but I think NBA still has the best option with the bubble city. I think that was the best choice. And I, I, once they get there, we'll see what happens. But they don't have on-site um, help. The Disney employees that are cleaning their sheets, cooking their food, they're still going home. So it's not really a complete bubble. Unless it's a, they are able it's to the closest thing we have. them to it, though. Oh, yeah. It's and like I, a modified You're quarantine. telling me that, the Dis- that Disney corporations and the NBA together cannot offer enough money you know enough people we'll give you we'll give you you know your regular hourly is fourteen fifty I'll do that twenty four. I'll give you twenty four seven you know for a month. They should I'm there double double your money. I volunteer as tribute whatever it is. (laughs) They should get a I mean it'd be hard decision because you know it's a month without seeing your family but Just but like it's a once in a lifetime. They should be getting they should be getting hazard pay anyway. But now you'd really have to bump it up because it's such a big deal. And I and I think, yeah, especially with Disney's ties to the NBA because of all the TV deals they have, you would think that they would want to do everything that they could to um, finish the season. Finish that up, yeah. Right. So as of today, right before recording this, it was announced the two K twenty twenty one cover will be Damian Lillard. And he's, he's kind of been in the news off the court a lot this offseason. Uh, but definitely a guy that deserves it. And I'll get into what I think that cover art should be <laughs> in Fraud of the Week. Uh, yeah, go, you know, Dame. Dame uh, so I'm surprised he hasn't been on it already. I, I thought he would have been there, but, you know. It really is. You know, it's just one guy a year. They're kind of... They're behind the MVP superstar race conversation by a year or two mm-hmm. because their last few years it was just Anthony Davis and before that Has we Giannis had Giannis been? and Harden, okay. um, and Westbrook had one, so it they they do kind of you'll get you get your time yeah you know AD and it, was this year's twenty or TK twenty right it's not as immediate MVP hype man the next big thing as the NFLs. Madden is the guy. Yeah. They've it's already always, had Mahomes. Yeah. They've already had Mahomes. They're doing. Um, well, Mahomes is twenty twenty one, isn't he? I thought they got Jackson this year, and Mahomes was last year's. I haven't bought Madden since. I, haven't bought, I only have nineteen, I which have, is AB. I have twenty, I and that one's Patrick Mahomes. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Never which, mind. by the way, uh, I got to give props to Madden twenty because they really. <laughs> Kyler, I started the season with the Cardinals, and I moved them from Arizona to Portland. And Kyler Murray is like up there with Mahomes as a cheat code because he is so fast in that game. I am never worried about converting a third down because I'm like, oh, nobody's open. Just roll, Just roll out. out. <laughs> that's what I do with Lamar Jackson. He's about the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet that's pretty similar. <laughs> Those yeah. guys. It's, it's the Michael Vick rule. You, it, do, you well, just find the guy and, that can roll out. And especially last year's game, and I know we're getting off topic. We'll get back to this, but especially last year's game because their whole thing was future stars today. So all the young guys, they made sure that they were pretty accurate with their bumped up stats. So like, if you have Aaron Donald, nobody can block you. If you have Patrick Mahomes, you could fall back twenty yards and complete a eighty-yard bomb. Like it's ridiculous. Not eighty yards because then you'd be in the back of the end zone. But point is, they're ridiculous. Play with Kyler Murray. He's fast. Kyler Murray. That's that's your that's my that's your hard bet. That that's, that's my, your Mike Vick. Of that's the my new quote generation. on the box. Play with <laughs> Kyler Murray. He's fast. Jake Williams. He is fast. <laughs> Somebody who is fast sometimes, you know, to a Hennessy bottle, maybe. Jeez to take Louise. a shirt off. No, he says he doesn't like Hennessy. To, to drop a three. J.R. Smith has returned to 
LeBron's team. Two years off from basketball. Which, by, <laughs> which, by the way, Jake called. I said that JR should reunite with LeBron, and it's happening. So get your memes ready. I'll, I'll, I'll say I was wrong here. I didn't see LeBron giving him the chance again. <laughs> you really after think he would be the last, The last spiteful? series they played together, I mean, it's, it was a meme. Well, that it was will the be in the meme, and, the meme museum. And that was the game that that could they could have tied the series. That could have. Oh, that was game, game one. one. Or, game oh, that one. was game one. It was game right, one. Right, right. And once they went to overtime of game one, it was basically well, the series the, is over. The Warriors destroyed it was, them. It was yeah. over. LeBron just felt. It just felt like he put it in neutral once they hit overtime. He was just like, "This is over." It was so. It was so sad. Well, guy, Jr's like, play? "I thought we were up one." So bad. LeBron puts up over 50 and loses the only guy in NBA Finals history, I believe, with a 50-point loss. Oh, if, if, if he's not, the only other person I would guess is maybe Jerry West has a bunch of crazy loss stats right. for the Finals because he went like 2-9. Well, he, like he has that MVP with a loss. Yeah, the only losing MVP ever. So we also have, um, in Orlando, they will have Black Lives Matter. On the courts, all three, all courts. three courts, which is something we all agreed that they should do. We we knew there would be something. Plus the possibility of jerseys, right? Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. Their last names. So we're gonna see jerseys that on the back say George Floyd. I was gonna say, say Floyd, I can't breathe. Martin, Armand Arbery. They can yeah. be. I think it sounds like charity, like charities or anything. Yeah, they can. There'll be a lot of difference. I mean, you got hundreds of players. There's gonna be lots of different things you see. Right. Which right. I'm gonna get it out now. If you are offended by that, if you don't want to watch the NBA about that, that is more a problem with you than the NBA. There's Premier League teams where all of the jersey backs say Black Lives Matter. Yeah, yeah. it's it's worldwide. Well, it's like what we sports s- is the platform right now. It's like what we said, you know, last week. It, and this also proves again Kyrie's an idiot because this is saying, hey, look, Kyrie, look what we're doing to still bring awareness to this. And I don't know if you've seen the news, Kyrie. People are still protesting. This hasn't stopped. Like we said, it's not going to stop. Right. It's going to keep going. So we also have the Atlanta Hawks have turned their arena into a voting center for the city of Atlanta in another way that sports are making changes. It, bothers, it, it doesn't bother me. I'm happy about this, but it, it's really disheartening to see that the NBA cares more about your voting than our government does, where they're actually saying, hey, we don't want to have voter suppression. We want to have these... And, and especially with Atlanta. Like, I, I, I got to give more respect to the NBA. I, can't, I cannot believe how much they have done for social justice and for black people's rights. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. Right. And to another player being added, Jalen Adams will replace Trevor Ariza in a move that does nothing to help the the defensive ability that they're losing with Trevor Ariza here. I don't even know who this guy is. He's a he's a, a guard with potential twenty one twenty two. Um Never young guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a reserve guard. He to replace your starting small forward. I, it's, it's, They're going to need a lot of help from Carmelo. Yeah, I don't think Carmelo is going to be playing defense. <laughs> but that's, that's just me. So we also have Fred Van Vliet came out and said that he thinks how the NBA has redone their season is terrible. Oh. Do we have a terrible drop? Oh, so you're telling me that you said it when my phone was off. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was terrible. That's terrible. Oh, terrible. And it, I didn't really figure out if he meant that he didn't like 
just how it was being put together or that they were having a season. I couldn't find... Yeah, what part is terrible? Exactly. I couldn't find his real reasoning here. Again, I don't see the... Yeah, I don't... I don't... I mean, Fauci, Dr. Fauci said that if you're going to do something like this, you need to be in a bubble city. So I don't see what is wrong with... Well, once again, the NBA is the most forward-thinking of the leagues that we have. They have the commissioner that's the most progressive. Mm-hmm. And, and we're seeing that in the way that they're able to make this work. Granted, from a well, personnel the standpoint, to do it absolutely. Well. They right. have the By least far. personnel necessary. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it would be a lot harder with, with football. Or football is almost impossible. Baseball yeah. is next to impossible. Well, I mean, how many do you have on a baseball roster? 26 okay. per team. So double the size yeah, of the NBA you know, roster. You got what, and then 60 NFL games and 70 games. Huh? NFL, you have 53. Yeah, yeah which is double that. Yeah. With trainers and everything, the NFL would be 100 person per team. So, you know, that's 3,000 people. It, over 3,000 people. How, how are you, you putting them up? And you can't, yeah, you can't necessarily throw all of them into a bubble. Well, how would they all play? Yeah, and that's not including, you know, journalists, all the camera people, everything that goes into production and on field, you know, your maintenance people. Well, if you see the P, if you watch any PGA tour whatsoever, you've noticed there's still a lot of people there. Right. And they're yeah. all just workers. There are no fans there at all. They're, these are all workers. Right. Two, PGA two guy tour. teams in masks right. with the sound. And, and yeah. there's. I don't know, 100 people working there. Mm-hmm. It, it's ridiculous. If it ever got bad enough, do you think they would institute a mask rule? If it ever got, like, the infection's really starting to spread and they're worried that they really can't finish the season, do you ever think they'd institute a mask rule? For everybody on the field? Everybody I think on there, the court, yeah. I think there will be. Well, besides players. Yeah, yeah. I think there will be. You ha- Well, yeah, anybody on the staff would have to wear a mask. That's no question. Right. But I think it's going to, we're going to have that, where we have all of the personnel outside of the staff just wearing masks no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Even in Orlando and everything. But for our last NBA, we have a we have a little mini segment here, ten year throwback, the decision. Oh it was ten years ago this wow. week. Where were you hashtag where were you? You hate to see it. On my living room couch. <laughs> I didn't have ES I didn't have ESPN, so I was waiting uh, you, to you find out. I was waiting kid? for I was waiting for a text. Yeah, Farmer 5, man. That's what we it's had. It's funny, though, because I watched it, but I didn't get where he was going because he didn't say it like I was expecting him to say it, so right. I wasn't ready for it. So I didn't even realize that that's what it was until after it, it was he, almost over. He was taking his talents yeah. to South Beach. Well, I've been listening to like some deep dives about this, and there were 20-some 20, 20 questions were asked before the, he asked, where are you going? And they really had to stretch this out for an hour. It was held in Greenwich, Connecticut, for the Boys and Girls Club of Greenwich, which I bet there's a few Boys and Girls Clubs across America that need some money more than Greenwich, Connecticut, <laughs> uh, which was like, is he going to the Knicks? Yeah. But there were, when I found out the day before that Chris Bosh was going to Miami, I assumed from that point LeBron is going to go to Miami. Because it was the rumor that these three guys are trying to figure out what they're doing together as friends. They signed rookie extensions together to go out at the same time. And all three had to sign again, yeah, at the same time. And I heard that Wade was not interested in coming to Cleveland. And when Bosch went to Miami, I really believed LeBron was going to go to Miami at that point. Yeah, yeah, it sounded like LeBron didn't really want to go to Miami for a while, though. No, he wanted to bring his boys to Cleveland. Yeah. Okay, he wanted to stay in Cleveland? Yes, yes. Yeah, I saw that he wasn't even really listening to Wade and Bosch. It didn't sound like, from what I was seeing, I didn't read any stories, but I saw some blips of different stuff, and he he wasn't even listening to them for a while, it sounded like. As a Heat fan, was was that a uh, 
where were you moment. Where were you when LeBron made his decision? No, yeah. That, I mean, I, I watched it. It was, you know, great to see. Yeah. No doubt. That, that, that was the moment where a lot of people, I think, hated LeBron. I, that, like, they already sort of disliked him, but then the, the hate really came on well, he for was, that, that whole second. He was, what, 20, he was 24, 25 when he did that? Think yeah. about it. So he wasn't, Personally, he wasn't I don't, that old. I never, like, I, would, I, I was a LeBron hater for a while, and then I kind of came around, especially when the Warriors started doing their dynasty and, you really started to see. You started to see Steph Curry and Draymond Green being real big jerks on the court. And I'm like, I don't know why do people like these guys. Uh, but even then, I was like, he didn't make that. Like the decision was. I don't think that was an ESPN move. That was a ratings move. I don't think he really had a big say in that. I think it was more of like, oh, that was that was his people. That was his agent. He, they yeah, approached that, that ESPN. Was, yeah, yeah, that was their idea. I yeah. don't think LeBron was going to be like. I don't know. I just don't see LeBron as these this prima donna persona that people put on him. I really don't see that. I, I see that he understands that he's important in, in, in the face of the league, but I don't think he's the guy that was like... Even at 25, I didn't see him as someone that was like, oh, I have to have this hour-long special about me. It has to be all about me. I, I never got that from him. I never got that vibe from the decision. Well, then you're in the vast minority after the decision because he was definitely vilified. To be fair, I think... When it happened, I have hindsight. So when it happened, I think I was a little, I was in that well, I, that camp. But after uh, years later, I was like, I don't. Come I, on. I disagree that the decision is what made everyone hate him. I think that what it made everyone hate him was the little party they threw after when they're not, like, four, not one, not two, not, not five, you know, they went on what, not seven, six. yeah, or whatever oh, it was. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's what made more people dislike their jersey. This party. whole team, yeah. When I think they're one of the top three teams of all time, probably. Bias. I'm going to hit a bias button. But that 2013 with Ray Allen, oh, come on. <laughs> That's a damn good team. I'm not saying you're wrong. Shot broke my heart, man. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm going to take what you say with a grain of salt because you do have a little bit of bias. I'm just I, would, I would say definitely top five with the ability to compete with any other, you know, team that doesn't just use two big, two big guys like Jordan's Bulls. They could... Throw down with the Bulls. While we're on the subject of the decision, LeBron going to the Heat is not the same as KD going to the Warriors. Not at all. It's not at all the same. This was a 47-win team when he got there. This wasn't a 73-win team. And KD clearly did it for rings, which is fine. The difference would have been if LeBron had joined my Celtics in 2010 because that was was the Eastern Conference power that he had lost in the playoffs to the previous two years. He couldn't get over the Celtics. That would have been the KD. From 2008, 2009, 2010, he couldn't get past the Celtics. And so if he would have joined the Celtics, that's what Kevin Durant did. Yeah, that would have been the KD move for sure, absolutely. Which, let's talk about an unstoppable team. Oh, boy. Whew. Well, it'd be pretty much the same as the Heat team, yeah. You know, with Ray Allen, with a better okay. post guy. Well, come on. I, maybe at that point, post guy. at that point of their careers, better defensive post guy, but not necessarily better. Now we're getting in the weeds, talking about our our bias from ten years ago. All right, so a lot of good NBA stuff came out this week. Even though they're not playing, they find stuff. You know, we're yeah. always talking NBA. Let's let's get into some. You hate to see it. This segment, it might be rough. Um, we're going to get back into what we've been talking about for mm-hmm. college, and then we'll let Brandon drop some awesome sports news. But I'll start. 
My hate to see it for this week is the Hawkeye fans that I see attacking Akram Wadley on social media. And here's what this is not against the Hawkeyes. This is not against the coaching. This is 100%. These fans, where were you a month ago when the first accusations came mm-hmm. out? I, I really I can't stand the people that are saying this is because he's not in the NFL. Because, oh, this is for attention. Because you know what free agents NFL teams love? <laughs> Guys that go on social media to right. trash their last team. I'm, I really believe that this was his I feel comfortable now moment after we listened to the other players. We disciplined Doyle. And then he says, you know, there is this. There is more. Mm-hmm. And the fans that are saying, oh, he's just looking for attention. And what was – I can't think of what the other – there was another one that really set me off that they said he's looking for attention and he's not in the NFL and that's why. And I just I'm, – I'm really saddened to see – Hawkeye fans kind of go, no, 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 no. We dealt with the problem. The problem is over. And yeah. and your your concerns are not valid because because you didn't come out when everybody else did. I feel like if you say this is because he's not in the NFL, these conversations still happen. These texts are not gone if he's in the NFL. So I feel that is ver- that is defending the program at all costs because between the lines, what you're saying to me subconsciously is if he made it to the NFL, he would be grateful of how he was treated at Iowa because they pushed him to that point. Yeah. Is that what they're is that what you're saying? And now Brandon, I, I hear you being the the Hawkeye that sees it all here and really taking both sides. But I I've I've you've listened, you've read his stuff, and I haven't heard any criticism at Wadley, but but how do you feel about some other parts of Hawkeye Nation here that no, are think, trying to discredit him? I think that's absolutely ridiculous and you really see where how people actually think and i think there's underlying stuff there but right this really comes back to the the last month and a half of black lives matter to where it really comes down to sports is our sanctuary well that's the point if if you have a place where you can hide from the problem we need to bring the problem yeah it, right it's supposed to be there and, and that's what wadley said he said saturdays was the only time i was free it's how i got away from everything else that was happening throughout the week not everyone has a perfect experience at the college they choose maybe he would have been happier somewhere else he had a great career but you hear him say you know all of us say you should have loved your time at iowa because look at where you are in their record books yeah but that's three hours once a week 12 times you know there's a lot of time in the classrooms with the coaches that that it really seemed like on a day-to-day basis he was unhappy and we need to take off the football blinders and see this as he had a bad experience all around. And, and that's going to happen. It's not only what you see on TV. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I understand the idea of sports should be an escape. And, and we've, we've had that policy on this show before. Uh, and, but it's, it, there's no way in getting around it anymore. We have to talk about these things. And I know it's not as... You know, we can't glamorous. pick and choose who we listen right, to. Right, and it's not you know you we want and you're right. We want sports to be that time where we can just have some time off. And let me tell you, without sports, I'm I've been paying more attention to politics, and I hate it. So we need sports back. But this there's a good thing to this with these people acting the way they are because now you're seeing the mask come off, and now you're seeing. We don't need to associate with associate with that person. You are not a fan of this team. You do not belong here. Yeah. Because if you act like that and treat someone like that, I don't want to be associated with you. And and, and that's what I that's the way I look at it too. But to and to your point, to completely defend a school, regardless, is idiotic. 
Any institution. Anything. Anything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Political party. Anything. Well, I mean, <laughs> you see all you see a lot of what we're it, talking it's, about. Another, it's, yeah. it's, tri- it's tribalism in all things. A great example, and it's tearing us apart. A great example: Nebraska's running back Maurice Washington, who got in trouble for possibly having underage pornography with with his girlfriend having the revenge porn case. I said he shouldn't have been there. I said they should have got rid of him, and I and I he doesn't belong here. I wasn't going to say, well, you know, he's a good running back; he should still play. You know what I mean? It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, you hate to see it. Yeah. <laughs> now you hate to see it. Thank you. Let's let's head down t- and check on Farmageddon, Jake. What's going on at K State? First of all, who started this on? Was it Wide Right Natty? Wide Light? Right Natty Light. Who's shout out that we need a, a full sized working antique tractor on the sideline as for a trophy for Iowa State K State. Right. I, uh, I want that. It would take the month before the game to to transport it. <laughs> First of all, here's the thing, Farmageddon. One of the best names for a rivalry. I've said that multiple times. Secondly, Ryan Stivers, a uh, friend of the show, he made a great tweet about this. He said, screw a trophy. The winning team oh. gets the other team's farmland. Yes, <laughs> yes. We, like, Could you imagine the stakes? You have you completely to seed, decimate your economy. <laughs> you have to seed your agricultural test plots to the other college. Which would, so again, completely kill your economy. Hey, it would be great for like your you know interstate um, ag... Uh, recruiting basically, you could just go to K State Farm or Kansas Farmer Kids and be like, "Hey, well, we have we have a dorm building and a site ten miles up the road because we dominate you. <laughs> We're here. Is that uh, the Fourth Amendment? No occupation. <laughs> I think so. So uh, speaking of Farmageddon, Kansas State. Okay, uh, let's get real. Yeah, you hate to see it uh, for Kansas State. They and I believe it, if I'm reading this correctly, it's not just football. But all sports, they are demanding a boycott because a student uh, at Kansas State posted a horrible tweet about George Floyd. Uh, I think the tweet's been deleted. I, from what I've seen, I couldn't find it. Um, but the the players and students at K-State are openly saying, uh, they say, quote, openly racist or threatening disrespectful actions uh, they believe should require you to be expelled and removed from the university. Here's their full statement. Quote, we are demanding that Kansas State University put a policy in place that allows a student to be dismissed for displaying open, openly racist, threatening, or disrespectful actions towards a student or wow. groups of students. We have resolved that we cannot play, practice, or meet until these demands are heard and actions are taken. We love Kansas State, but we must stand together and protect all students moving forward, end quote. I saw this first from a, a women's basketball player. Yeah, so it, it, I think it's all across the board uh, which would do that. And I don't know the full story. I haven't seen the tweet. I, I'm going to say, I'm going to trust, I'm going to give them the, <laughs> the doubt and say it's probably a horrible tweet if they're going to boycott their whole season because of the actions of this person. And it's like we were talking about. You're seeing more and more student-athletes understand that they have leverage and understand that this program doesn't make money if I don't play. Right. And It's harder to find scabs for college athletics than professional athletics. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could even come down to that. I will say this. I do applaud the students for standing up for what they believe in, and you're seeing it more and more with millennials and Gen Z. You're seeing these these generations actually stand up for what they believe in well, they, and take a stance. There was no social media power. We have the power. Yeah. These previous generations, you know Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Muhammad Ali would have been on Twitter. Right. 
if sure. they had it. Sure. So we're we're seeing us we, we use the power we have and now we we're given more power. But as someone who's li- been a lifelong K State hater, it would be just absolutely hilarious if they didn't have a season. And you know, yeah. You hate to see it. <laughs> Speaking of, I'm going to tangent here while we're in college football for a second before we get to Brandon. I've heard a rumor that Iowa State and Jamie Pollard is trying to be the mediator facilitator for an emergency Midwest Conference football season where North Dakota I sent State. You this. Yeah, right. No, you sent me like a, a blow up the conferences oh, thing. Oh, I got you. But I, I saw a rumor from an Iowa State like. Maybe an insider reporter, maybe just a guy. (laughs) (laughs) I will not give up my source. Yeah, but he says um, he says Jamie Pollard is trying to be the facilitator in case there is a one season emergency Midwestern conference that would be um, maybe I saw they would try to get Mizzou, but it would be Kansas, Kansas State, Nebraska, Iowa, Iowa State, any school from Illinois, Minnesota, Nebraska. South and North Dakota State, Wisconsin, maybe, maybe Wisconsin, but that's one of those like they're kind of far away, but yeah, not, and, not, and yeah. It depends it's on travel. Like Kansas, though. Depends on travel restrictions and depends on how that school feels in relation, right. to, which is why they're saying maybe Northern Illinois would be interested, maybe Mizzou would be interested, but the schools where they're like they would be down to make this happen if we can have college sports with these restrictions. Iowa, Iowa State, Nebraska, as as would someone be down. who has adopted Iowa State. Let's a, go. As a Cy Husker. Uh, as a, I'm, Gives I'm, you a much better chance. I, <laughs> much easier conference, for sure. Um, <laughs> facts don't lie, buddy. Um, Iowa State, man, why are they so fascinated with Nebraska? I just don't get it. Why do they? I, I know just, they mentioned other teams. I just, but I'm just saying they seem to be very fat. Okay, you talk about rent free. You, you want to do this? You want to do this right now? You want to do this right now? Because I'll I'll give my my stance. My stance on it is where the programs are at now are in such different positions right. than when Nebraska left the Big Ten that I dealt with Nebraska trash talk. For the whole time they were in the Big 12. And I want you to come prove it now, bud. I see you get stomped by the Hawkeyes five years in a row. And no, we didn't. We got we didn't get stomped the last. Oh, Field goal me. decided the last okay. two games. Lost. Sir. They still five lost. Five years in a row. You're sure. They still lost. And sure. where Iowa State's at and still moving forward, I keep seeing these things out of PFF where it's like Charlie Kohler was the top graded tight end for last season. And uh, yeah, Brock Purdy threw the second most completions under pressure last season. But where were they against Oklahoma State? Where were they against Oklahoma? Absolutely. Where were they? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Those schools are still miles ahead of Nebraska right now. Eight and four versus. We're, we're, we're talking. We were talking Iowa State, Nebraska. This is, yeah, this is apples and oranges. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eight and four versus four and eight. Can't big, big, the big difference. Yeah. Big difference. But I think that's where you say that there's a lot of Iowa State. Like, well, I just talk at Nebraska. Just, it's because now we feel like we could back it up on the field right. week in, week out against Nebraska because we see the Hawkeyes doing it. And even yeah, though but it's on the same flip side of that coin, I don't think Iowa State would nearly be as successful in the Big Ten. Well, Iowa State is on a losing streak against Iowa, but, you know, because they compete mu- harder against Iowa ten, than Nebraska I, I has. I think that you have Oklahoma and Texas recruiting wise. That's who you got to compete with in your conference. Iowa and Nebraska have to compete with Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State. When you when you hear the truth about Iowa I'm State, just, Nebraska, I, it changed to Iowa State can't compete in the Big Ten. It changed no, to let's I, talk I, about if Oklahoma. If Iowa State Texas. were to play Nebraska right now, I think Iowa State would probably win. I, probably they would be favorited. So I would want to know if they would be favorited in Lincoln. That would be that would be the bet to take. But we gotta we gotta dump. 
We got a dump. Brandon. All-time series record. That's what I'm going to say. Brandon, bring it back. You hate to see it. I'm bringing us into the yeah, into the NFL talk here. Uh, as we, I think we all probably know, Cam Newton signed with New England, what, yesterday? Two days yeah. ago? Yeah. He just signed Whew. for, what, like 800000 Like, he's got – that's – you hate you don't hate to see that Cam Newton went to New England. I love it. I'm glad for him. But you hate to see that he went to he went from Carolina, where he had no weapons except for maybe Christian McCaffrey for one year because right. Cam wasn't really even hardly there with Christian McCaffrey. And now he's going to New England where there's no weapons the and there's no Christian McCaffrey. The coverage's pretty bare. Yeah. yeah, they got Julian Edelman, but. Yeah, I, I like Nikhil Harry. I, I agree with you. You hate to see it you because just, Cam deserves more than that. You hate to see that. I wish I could see Cam Newton work with some real NFL weapons because I think the guy is, could be one of the best quarterbacks in the league if he had, you know, he is already top 10 probably. He had good weapons one year. They went to a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, you just you wish you could see this guy with some real top, mm-hmm. top NFL talent on his team. And he keeps getting these guys that, not that they're bad, but they're not, you know, I wish he could work with the guys down in New Orleans or the guys in, even in Tampa Bay. I mean, come on, Cam Newton in Tampa Bay? Yeah, that Ridiculous. would be outstanding. Yeah, I mean, you just and you hate to see the fact that the guy who is a former MVP is making less money than the fine that the Patriots got for their oh Spygate. Which the by guy the signed way, for no money. Oh, which we, by the yeah. way, one point one million dollars? Are you kidding me? That's like a twenty dollar bill. This is for new. That. This isn't Spygate. This is completely new. Well, this I, is Spygate version two. Let's but, let's just slide that under the rug that the Patriots are like, uh, yeah. So the NFL is fining us one point one million. We're losing a third round pick. We signed Cam Newton. Yeah, the next eight, day on a team-friendly deal, eight thousand dollars. Oh my god! Yeah. It's a few million with incentives. I'm with but Richard Sherman on this one. This is a ridiculous, garbage. ridiculous contract garbage. for Cam Newton. It, it you sucks. hate, to, you see hate to see him have to sign a deal like that. You hate to see it. <laughs> what I what I like about it though is that man, the Patriots they will not apologize and they just keep rolling. Okay, right check one point one. <laughs> we'll make a trade. And get two second round picks. Well, and that, they don't even and, care. Yeah, and that's the thing is they're gonna that they just it's unbelievable that they lose an MVP and then gain one in the same off season. That's that's un- unreal. So about that, you know, where Cam's at in his career is very unique for a former MVP, and I I, I can't claim that I thought this up. But can you, could you guys name, quick trivia, the last league MVP to get through Hall of Fame voting years and not be inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame? The most recent NFL MVP to not be inducted in the Hall of Fame and no longer be eligible. Uh, I have no idea. Sean Alexander. He's not getting in? Sean Alexander missed his final year. That's bogus. And... Listen to this. He has more total rushing yards and touchdowns than Terrell Davis, who just got in. But the difference? Rings. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Sean Alexander was a, an amazing talent when he played he was, for the Seahawks. He so. was the minibus. Yeah. Because yeah. we he had was, the bus. He was on the Madden. He was on the cover of Madden. He was he was a big name. He, he hit the, the Madden curse though, and I think that might have cost him the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's yeah. He had a couple good seasons, it seemed like, but that was about this is about a bo- it. this is a bonus. Really good seasons, I should this say. This is a bonus one. You hate to see it. A bonus, you hate to see it. Sean Alexander. By the way, uh, breaking news, three Pelican players have tested positive for COVID-19. 
Unnamed, but three Pelican players. Good, do it now. Eat off the same plates, drink out of the same glasses. I'm saying glasses. get it out now before they actually go to I, Orlando. I think the Kings are doing this. I'm pretty sure the Kings are all trying to get it now. Not the Nets. The Nets have given up. There's a big they difference. They already all have it. You know, yeah. what, you know what I should add to this, the soundboard is me just going for breaking news. Yeah, we need a we need a breaking news sounder. All right. Okay, other NFL news. Man, down in Tampa Bay, they are just habitual line steppers is the term that I use for people like you this. I wouldn't call that a Tampa Bay thing. I call that a Tom Brady Tom thing. Brady. You can habitual take... line stepper, deflating balls. You can take Tom Brady out of New England, but you can't take the New England out of Tom Brady. You can't take the mass hole out of Tom. He is going to find ways to manipulate the rules and find loopholes to win, and that's... I have no problem with it. Sounds like sounds like Russell Wilson's doing kind of the same thing though up in Newton, Seattle. So in Tom's they're having the same kind of practice. I have no right. I want to caveat that. I have no problem that he's doing it with my team. In, if it was still the Patriots, I'd be curious. In Tom's oh yeah, if it's the Patriots, oh another way they're cheating. You know they're trying to get extra reps. I have too much bias. I recuse myself. I recuse. I, I will <laughs> say, um, I think that Tom doesn't really care, and he's kind of conveyed this to his teammates that you got me for two years, maybe three years, then dude, I'm done. So for sure we need too, to build yeah. chemistry right now. I'll pay the fine. I'll pay the fine. Let's build some chemistry. He's, Let's make the playoffs. I think he's less worried about the right now and more thinking about the short term on the field, if that makes sense. He needs this time with these he, guys. This organization and Tom Brady have the same idea in mind. Win now. Not not next season. Not try and build to that. We need, we're going to win the Super Bowl now. And they, <laughs> that's what they want. Anyway. Best case, I'm not saying they will. I'm just saying that's what they want. And he he even, this is the balls on this guy. He he quoted FDR and said the only thing to fear is fear itself and people are saying you shouldn't be doing this during the pandemic he's like I'm fine fear fear use the TB12 I've method I got the TB12 <laughs> diet flowing through my veins he's, he's like I spent two hours stretching before the sun came up I don't fear anything <laughs> Corona who you know I Corona no thank you I drink only, one uh, week a year yeah. <laughs> That's that's what Tom Brady's thinking. Corona, yeah, I found my beach. It's the workout. Ooh, ooh. You're welcome, Tom. All right. Uh, biggest Tom Brady fan in the Midwest. No. Now. Now. <laughs> in other NFL news, Netflix will be producing a six-part series on Colin Kaepernick. I don't know if this is going to be like a present moment docu-series where it's him trying to get back if it's going to start with him I, at the super bowl and go through all I, know, of this. I believe i believe it is his high school days and how it's supposed to be how he became the activist that he is now really is what it sounds like yeah that's what i would which will be interesting because i believe colin kaepernick came from a very rich white family he is where he where whose parents yeah he was are. adopted yeah i yeah. believe so uh-huh. i only know this because the idiot tommy laren was like yeah, Kaepernick. How can you be for black? Like you're you're talking about how bad white people are in America. Is didn't you grow up with white parents? Like that was her argument, and I'm like, it's horrible. It's you're horrible. You're an idiot. Um, you know, with like I'm sorry. Yeah, too many really poli- we, There's too there's too much. You poli- made me you completely derail my train of thought on. <laughs> that was so bad. No, I I knew about that because of her stupid segment. But yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry, my. The politics that are getting I'm, in my sports. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, I, I believe it. that's what the documentary is supposed to be. From what I've heard, I that's what the uh, documentary is about. I got it back. I remember Super Bowl Media Week. Mm. Um, he was asked something about his childhood, and the reporter asked him about his adopted parents. And he said, he said, you know, they raised me since I was a baby. Why can't, why can't they just be my parents? 
Why do why do they have to be my adopted parents? They're my parents. They raised me. I never met my parents. You know, like, and he really kind of, it wasn't a rant, but it was a, I, I, I think you would have phrased it differently to somebody else. It kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm tired of they're hearing not my, They're not my mother and father, but they're my parents. Yeah, they don't, they, don't, they don't look like my parents, but they raised me. They are my parents, you yeah. know, and that was kind of his it, tone. And from there, it was very, it was very... Um, Inclusive, just the way that he talked about yeah, it. Yeah, and I think that the the media needs, to st- and I think that's more of an indictment on the media than him. I think they need to stop asking questions like that, and like well, it's, uh, it's questions that get clicks. Right, you know, it's how you phrase. The and question. it's like it's like the Lamar, the Lamar, ja- or was uh, Jalen Hurts with would you play receiver kind of thing? And it's like, would you say that to a white quarterback? Honestly, would you say that to a in white college, not in the NFL? <laughs> See. um that's what really I mean, good though, high it, school white quarterbacks it, become college receivers and safeties. College good black quarterbacks become NFL receivers. Yeah, exactly. See, they make it to the next level. Sometimes it works. Scott Frost was a safety in the NFL. Well, Edelman was a quarterback in college. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes it works. But I'm just saying, like, was, you know, d- would that happen with a high-profile white quarterback? Would, Trevor, would somebody go up to Trevor Lawrence and be like, well, difference. You that's you're a gonna, whole different yeah, You know so what I mean? It's you're all, looking at, it, you're, you only see that more, com- more commonly with those kind of questions with black ath- with black players. I just Josh Allen maybe would have been a comparison. I could see too big. Hey he could, man, he could play anything. Josh Allen's got maybe. wheels. He's yeah. got wheels, man. Yeah, he looks good in shorts. <laughs> he has to run with the Bills offensive line. <laughs> All right, let's let's fraud somebody. Who do we got? The media. No. Okay. First fraud. Now I understand he was asked this question. He had to answer. Well, how else was Matt Ryan going to answer this question? Somebody asked. He's him, been on a media blitz this week. Somebody asked him who he thinks the best quarterback in the NFC South is, and now he can't. Honestly, there's only one answer to this. If you're Matt Ryan, right? Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> you say myself because somebody's asking you. But here's why he's a fraud. Because you're not Matt, and you know you're not. You got Tom Brady, you got Drew Brees, you got Teddy Bridgewater. 28 to 3 is all I should have to say, Matty Ice, by the way. Why are you saying Teddy Bridgewater is better than Matt Ryan is, is an MVP? Matt Ryan, yeah. I mean, 20, Matt Ryan's an MVP. 28 to 3, Paul. That's yeah. all I need to say. So, so where's Teddy Bridgewater's Super Bowl stats? Well, Teddy Bridgewater was undefeated when he took over for the for Drew Brees in the Saints. It, it really would have been interesting if Cam it, was it, still in Carolina. The level of quarterbacks in the NFC South, we have loaded. Everybody's Ryan, been in the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan, at best, his absolute best, is still third in that division. It's still Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Oh, I think he's, I think he's got more more physical talent disagree? right now than Drew Brees. Disagree. Brandon, yeah, I disagree. Tom Brady, Drew Brees. You're gonna say that he's b- better than Drew Brees behind Tom Brady? Yes. That is. Oh my God. Right now, yes. Thank Can you. I change my fraud, Paul? <laughs> not, not in, Paul and Brandon. Not Those in, are my fraud. Not in career. You're 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 looking too much back in the fact that Drew Brees is the all-time leader in passing yards, and 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 Brady is probably the not, best quarterback of all time. Just Drew Brees not produce every single season. Did he not produce he, last and season? He, and he also. Is in an offense that is meant to produce a lot of numbers. Matt Ryan has had a lot of turmoil with his offensive system in the past two, three years with changing coordinators. He had Kyle Shanahan in lost, and they were great. And they, and yeah, and they went to the Super Bowl, and then he lost his OC. <laughs> Let's see. Hey, they got they got a first round pick at every position, so well, high expectations how for the all nineteen or all eleven players. But how could you have Devontae Freeman and Julio Jones and not win a Super Bowl? They had Tom Brady and Gronk. Oh, and wait, Belichick. wait, wait, wait. He got beat by who? The greatest of all time. Right. 
So Matt Ryan's not the best quarterback in the NFC South. I think we just solved it. It's, well, we'll, we will, we'll find out this year. I swear to God, the Falcons when beat the Bucks When it's confirmed <laughs> that Tom Brady's a system quarterback because they don't even win their division. <laughs> well, it's a good thing he has Bruce Arians as his coach then, if he's a system quarterback. Yeah, it's not Belichick in the in the Patriot way. It's not the system that... It's, it's be a uh, much different offense. Yes. I am a little worried about Brian Leftwich because he makes he made some real dumb calls last year as offensive coordinator. You must have not watched him as a player. I was worried about him then. <laughs> I broke my foot, but I'm gonna finish this game. That was all right. One of the greatest I'm, things. I'm, I'm really worried. Go pack, go! I'm really worried about this fraud, Brandon. Whoa! Have you not seen what Brett Favre? He, made, he was on a radio show. He said something oh, I, earlier I, in the week. I heard. I heard he missed. Uh, yeah, I heard he put his foot in his mouth. But I was like, yeah, it's he, Brett Favre. Uh, he uh, made some comments about the Packers' quarterback situation Ooh. with Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers, and I and we're kind of seeing where Brett Favre probably doesn't know. A whole lot about like football in terms of cyst, like how it works. He's, he's coming at your boy. <laughs> I mean, we already kind of knew that. You kind of you you knew that if you you know Paul's read his book. I mean, oh, you know, oh, yeah. you know Brett Favre was not the smartest when it came to football. He's he didn't like, he didn't care he didn't care for the Tuesday and Wednesday shifts. The guy, you know? yeah, the guy he he, he wanted to. The guy was a great quarterback because he had a great right arm. Yeah, he wanted to bootleg, throw it deep, you know, hit somebody once in a while, and and have a lot of chew. Hey, man. And make friends that he would go hunting with. And that that was Brett Favre's football career. That that is Brett Favre. And so he made comments on a radio show that's saying that the Packers should use Jordan Love in a Taysom Hill type role. Okay, thank God that you're talking about this. I brushed that off so quick. I thought like he stuck his foot in his mouth with like BLM. Didn't he say? Didn't he say something like that though with Kaepernick as well, where he said like somebody about like Hall of Fame or something? I can't remember. He said he he made another dumb comment the other day. If you want to make your first round guy happy, you should let him let him play some play some (laughs) Taysom Hill type role and maybe run a halfback pass. Jordan Love is not Taysom Hill. (laughs) And it's just really funny to see because Jordan Love right now is probably the exact same player Aaron Rodgers was when he got drafted. Oh, yeah. They're probably They're very similar. Not much different, if anything different, from those two guys at that point. That. So Brett Favre, it's just funny that Brett Favre is now like almost completely changing his thought process what, right. 15 years Where he later. He would have he pushed it's, Aaron's helmet guys, back towards the sideline if he jogged onto guys, the field. He would have just walked off the field. Guys, he would have sa- said, what's going on? Guys, he's, it's all the Cialis he's been taking. It's messing with his brain. <laughs> what's, what's really funny here is I'm hearing this from 1993 Brett Favre, who's two years removed from throwing bombs and getting laid every night at Southern Miss, okay? <laughs> and he didn't play at all for the Falcons his first year. He's sitting behind Magikowski for the Packers, and he's like, shoot, I could go in there at tailback. Give me a run. I'll get hammered, but then they won't expect me to throw the pass next play. That's that's how Brett Favre thinks. So you got to really take you the wanna, country bumpkin. You, but you got to remember, <laughs> But the thing that I don't under, I don't know if he understands is Taysom Hill is not a quarterback. No, he's just Taysom a player. Hill is a, Running back. He's a player he's that a can rec- throw the ball better he's, than most running backs. He's a yeah. utility tool. That's mm-hmm. what he is. Jordan Love is a quarterback. Yeah, he's that a, can he run a little a bit. Traditional pocket you that know, needs to be groomed. He's your, he's your, you know, comparisons that I can think of. Now I'm not saying he's these guys, but he's Aaron, you know, Aaron Rodgers he's a, a, and Patrick Mahomes, guys that are great throwers and can run a little bit. Right. But they're not. You're not Lamar Jackson. No. The guy that you're gonna want running the ball, if maybe 15, 20 not, times a game. Not Kyler right. Murph, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. You know, he runs fast. He runs fast. <laughs> that's a shirt. He, he runs fast. 
tpublic.com that's sports i'll make that's it today that's merch that is that's solid he merch runs fast. all right i i got a fraud here and it's it's a future fraud 2k sports is a fraud whoa if the cover is not dame lillard waving goodbye to the oklahoma city thunder it is the most iconic moment in the past, what, two years for me for basketball. Can I say that? That's the, uh, what about the stare, though? What about the stare? And what if it's just the him shot at the in pile? General, just the shot in general. Well, yeah, just, just like, him in the bottom of the pile. Just like, like, what up? This is what I do. Just the <laughs> shot in general. Hit yeah, with yeah. PG in the background. The shot. I, I See, 2K's been really nice about not putting anybody on the cover as the getting burned defender, like <laughs> mid-burn. But it's not even yeah. right PG got burned. Dame Little just hit a great shot. Pulled up from 40. Yeah, I mean, and Paul's like, you're not getting like, by me. Yeah, didn't he, he didn't get by him. Didn't he shoot that from like almost half court? Oh, yeah. No, Almost. he basically dribbled up, said, shot's coming from here. Yeah. Like, he, the only, only he did shot, the left, the, the right. The shot that only guys that Lillard and Steph Curry can hit. Yeah, the yeah, only yeah, guys yeah. in the league that can hit that shot. That can hit that deep. He took, like, one dribble left, one dribble right, and then does, like, the pull back, you know, like, the move that all the guys do now to where it's like, I'm going to act like I'm going to the three-point line, but shot's coming from Compromise, right here. Paul, compromise. The, 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 the cover is a gif. <laughs> it's one of the, it's one of those it's one of those covers where on the box you move it in the light and it yes moves. yes uh, like it's 2009 <laughs> and this is the Michael Jordan Hall of yeah, Fame cover and you just but uh, no compromise you just have something like the shot or the look and then the loading screen when you're loading it up is him doing the wave I'm a little worried about that I'm a little compromise. worried that the entire soundtrack is just his album. He's <laughs> just like, all right, I'll be the cover. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you got it. You got to play all my tracks. <laughs> I don't. You know what the thing is? I don't use. I don't like. I don't listen to menu music. I turn it off. I'm like, ah. oh yeah, I'm at a point of because I listen to podcasts. I listen. I yeah, NBA. I do the same thing. I listen to podcasts and turn my TV on mute. And because the the actual in game sounds I need still come out of my controller. <laughs> oh yeah. It's great. I used to when I was when I was younger. I would actually go in the settings, mute the commentary and crowd noise, so I could still hear like the Squeakers, the out of bounds the and the whistles and, the and stuff, but nothing else, and sneakers. have something on. It, 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 technology, incredible, incredible thing. You could listen to this podcast while playing NBA 2K. Speaking of technology, up. let's let's throw it to the soundboard to give me a little intro. Oh, yeah. Paul's Fab 4. I want to start it with a little... Four this week, huh? A little NBA here. Did you guys know that the Pelicans are plus 300 to make the playoffs? No. No, I don't know about that now. They got three players that just tested positive. That's easy money right there. COVID. All they got to do is be within four games of Memphis to play Memphis in a three-game series. And I'm pretty sure they could pick up two games. Against Memphis. Or no, it's a two-game series and they have to win both. Yes. Yeah, that's what it is. Ugh. Arbitrary rules for this bubble. But <laughs> Pelicans plus 300 to make the playoffs. I also like them at minus one and a half against the Jazz on the first, very first game of NBA returning July 30th. I mean, Pelicans minus one and a half against the Jazz because do you think the Jazz have a lot of good team chemistry right now? 
<laughs> do you think those guys want to go back in the locker room with Rudy Gobert and say, hey, dude, how you been? He can't smell. Did you hear that? Yeah, I, he still has no sense yeah. of smell. I was like, that's because you're from France and you s- smoke like, cigarettes could, your entire life. Did you know life. how to smell before? Could you smell before? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Paul, the I'm way you're talking about the, the Pelicans. Yeah. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Crown them. I will crown them the eighth seed. <laughs> He's not really seed. crowning them. He's just giving them the last spot in the playoffs. <laughs> He's giving them the bare minimum. <laughs> I, will, I will crown them the eighth seed to then lose to the king with the crown. LeBron, who was just crowned before the end of the season. But they are who we thought they were. Right? <laughs> so I like the Pelicans, plus 300, and in their first game, minus one and a half. Take the Pelicans on both of those. Get some good money. Get some money. Now we got some Premier League this week on Wednesday. Leicester? Like, like, like Didn't they just Leicester? win it? Leicester? Leicester. I know Manchester City. I, I We're going to say uh, Leicester cuz I'm pretty I know they abbreviate. I know Manchester United won uh last week. Yes. So we I have know, I know. I, thanks Twitter. We have Leicester City plus 188 to beat Everton. Good you, money. How much do you know about the football? Here's what I've been doing. I go to pixwise.com <laughs> and they give you inf- Shout out to pixwise.com. Yeah, they give you information like this team. It's kind of soccer for dummies for Americans right now because they say they get it. this team even though they have won three of their last four road games, they're 1-0. They're playing a team with a great offense on the road. Look for both teams to score, but the home team to win. You know, And it's stuff like that where it actually is decent betting advice, so I've been able to pick up a little money <laughs> on the Premier League. Not a lot. Not a lot. I hit it last week with, with Kevin Harvick winning the, the Pocono. That was, that was clutch. That was clutched by him. But we have Leicester City over Everton, and then Norwich City over Brighton. Brighton has, is just gets trounced in every game I see that they're playing. So I like them here to lose to Norwich City. And the great thing about Premier League soccer games is that at the beginning of the game, unless you're playing like Arsenal or Chelsea, usually both teams are positive plus odds. You know, they're, they're plus odds to, to make you double your money to start the game. Like both teams and the, and the tie. Are, are good odds when you start the game. So, um, so well, Brighton is like these teams are very good. Brighton's like plus three eighty <laughs> to win. So I'll take Norwich plus two twenty, and I like that. And then the final one, <clears throat> Kevin Na finished fifth last weekend in the Travelers, which is like basically a major, right? You are speaking a different language. <laughs> I don't know what you are talking about. Kevin Knott's plus 350 to finish in the top 10 this weekend in the Rocket Mortgage Invitational. I really like those golf? odds. This is golf. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Golf has been really fun for me, actually, to bet. I'm watching a lot of golf. It, I have, too. I have, too. Because you can bet on each round as well as the total winner. And, Brandon, you brought up Bryson DeChambeau in our group chat about some of these odds. Now, he's the only guy with negative odds, so you wouldn't win your full money. A $5 bet, you'd you'd get back nine. Um I think he was minus one thirty-seven to finish in the top ten. Um, I he just he never is that close to winning the actual major, but he's always in the top ten because the dude's got a howitzer. Like oh, he's man. he's killing it out here. He hit like a four hundred yard drive. Like a linebacker out he, there. He almost yeah. Him and um, him and Brooks Kepka are they look like they're in the wrong sport these days. Uh, but I I like I like his odds to finish in the top ten. But you're not gonna make as much money off of that because he's he's been very consistent to finish in the top ten. Three straight. Yeah. So to start 
to on the restart. So on an odd like that, you you bet more money and it's really worth your value. But for a guy like me that's still betting like five dollar max bets, maybe a ten here or there, I I like getting the money for three fifty. Kevin not finishing the top ten. Is that all for today? You know we're gonna give that for you. I gave you a five even. I threw in that other pelican, so you're welcome. <laughs> Well, thank you guys for catching up with us. We had a, a good amount of local talk that I hope you took into account for Hawkeyes and Cyclones. We'll have more next week as we get closer to all of our sports. You guys got anything particular you're excited to watch this week, sports or not related? Uh, I need to. I, I've been wanted, I mean to ask you. Uh, I, I wanted to watch the. Sundland. Yeah, I have not watched Sunland that yet. Till I die. I want to yeah. watch that. Great title. Yeah. Uh, how From is the that land so far? How much? Till I die. <laughs> How much have you watched? I'm about halfway through the first season. It's um, it's really good. If you're starved for sports, Sunderland Until I Die on Netflix is about a team with um, a good tradition in a northeast British town of about a million people. Um, that is a, a steel town. They built boats there. Their industry's declining, uh, and they it's, all it's they British? yeah. Oh, I thought, and all oh. they really have is this team that just got demoted from Premier League to the Championship, which is the middle of the three tiers oh, of British soccer. And I so it's about. the it's the panic of, we got to get back to the Premier League before we really start feeling the money difference of Premier League money versus, you know, D-League money, basically, is, is what this difference is. And not a whole lot of spoilers here. At the halfway point of the first season of the show, they are in the relegation point of the championship they're about to drop to the bottom league where basically then they have no money for players the manager has already been fired they've <laughs> already got a new man it's 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 uh, very interesting to yeah, watch how I, it works i've been meaning to watch that i, I recommend I it that was the uh the last chance you basketball thing that you're talking about <laughs> i was like sunderland till I, I was like i feel like i've heard sunderland before but not sunderland that. sunderland, yeah. sunderland. Yeah, because it's all just abbreviated. They uh, just forget like every other letter. Yeah, you're not the first person to tell me to check that out. So, yeah, you know, I want to. Very check good. Out. I just started alone on Netflix, which is basically oh, I like, sounded weird. I just started alone. No, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Alone is the the show <laughs> where it's like you get to choose the three items you take into the wilderness with you and see who survives oh, yeah. the longest. It's like a, so, it's, so it's like, like that like episode of The Office with Michael Scott where he just takes the camera. He's like. It's been snowing for three hours. Like <laughs> that's the whole show. It's uh, it's like a naked and afraid. Except way you're, better. Except you're clothed. Yeah. I except imagine. it's one person. You're not naked or also. Afraid. Yeah, you're not naked. They're very afraid. While we're talking on things that I've been enjoying, the floor is lava on Netflix. Sounds like a dumb show, but when you watch it, it looks like it'd be all right. It's actually fun to watch because you you and your head start formulating how okay, well, why don't you jump on this and then because it's it's water, but the whole idea is you want to get out in a certain amount of time. So so there's that. But I want. What want to watch uh, Sunland Sunland till I die? That's that's what I'm looking forward to sports wise. Yeah, there's there's some good stuff to find. Um, we're just getting closer to sports. We're almost there. We're so close. By the end of this month, we're so close to getting baseball back. And once we get tomorrow, baseball I believe back, they report. Did you see all that? The isn't tomorrow the first? Uh, 
Yes, tomorrow's the first. That's when they report is July first. And then 1st. J- I think they j- something about July. I could have swore it was like July fifteenth. They were talking about there's they uh, there was a thing up there. I don't have all the information in front of me, but they MLB laid out when they're coming back. Trade debt. Trade, trade deadline, free agency deadline. I'm sure that they'll have some games before the regular season starts. Warm up. A spring training, a, a makeshift week or so probably of spring training again. So we probably will have some baseball here in the next week or two. Baseball that I can actually bet on with confidence, not the KBO. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, That's well, you I'm might not be able for. to bet on it at spring training. But. <laughs> Remember when we had a segment for Korean baseball and international sports and that lasted yeah. like two weeks? That lasted until we knew our sports were coming oh, back. Oh, NBA's back. Forget the hubris of Americans. We love it. If it doesn't happen in America, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Sports-wise. Let's, let's end it on that. Let's end it on that. <laughs> As you're like, suddenly until I die, but you know what? Don't care about it. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening and now watching as well. This is a lot of fun. As always, rep your teams like we got here. Always rep your teams. I'm Paul Rubidoux for Jake Williams and Brandon Plecker. Look, look for the He Runs Fast shirt. He Runs Fast. <laughs> coming soon from the Lab Sports Podcast.